Welcome to Big Jim's Garage, B-Pod Studios Network. Here's our house band, The Daves, Old People in Cars. I'm speaking for me, not Ralph. I don't want to put you in that category, Ralph. Ralph Jill, the global head of design for FCA on the phone. How are you doing, sir? How are you? Very good, very good. So um, what the hell took you so long with the Grand Wagoneer? See, I got right to it. You like that? Is that good? <laughs> wow. You know, Mr. Ralph. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Honestly, the pla- the moons had to align. A lot of different things, uh, plants. You know, the right kind of plant to build it, uh, the right powertrain, right frames, all that stuff. So we finally feel we got the recipe. This is a silly question, Ralph, but it, it is beautiful, yeah. by the way. But compliments. It's. Do you build something like that from the top down or from the bottom up, or is it? Is, am I being pedestrian even asking that question? I don't know exactly what you mean, but you mean like in terms of uh, orders like, from the from yeah, the like you build you, you build the you build the 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 frame you build from the the you know the the chassis up, or do you build the design like the body the way you've done this with all this glass? Do you build from this is the way I want it to look, uh, and then you go down to the wheels? It's a combination. We know that what we call hard points in the industry. We know what the wheelbase is going to be, the frame size, and then we kind of try different toppers. You know, in this case, it is a body on frame. Uh, so you can do a lot of different things on the top, but you know the you know the competitors have been there for a while. We're last to the party in this large, large uh, SUV place. Uh, so we kind of looked at we you look what our competitors are doing, and came out with a format that we think is unique. We have a lot of glass. That's actually what it's going to be about. You have this crazy cool panoramic feeling when you're driving it. So it's going to be nice. So when you step back and look at the Grand Wagoneer. Um, how much did you look at the the original? Obviously, you looked at the original one. I'm not being silly, but is it something you referred back to, or do you try to put that out of your mind and design something all new? Well, honestly, Jim, it's impossible to put out of our mind. I, I don't have a friend that doesn't know the original or have a story about it or you know remember it for in a fond way. Obviously, right. it's been it's been in movies. It's been all over the place. So we actually brought an older one right into the studio and and stood and stared at it and kind of saw what the emotional vibes were, because a lot of my young designers don't know it as well as someone like myself. But uh, everyone respected how, I guess, timeless it is in terms of the, the silhouette today is still being used by a lot of people. Uh, but at the same time, we're like, man, that wood grain. You know, do, we do, <laughs> do we do it or not? You know, And it's, it was so hard to do it convincingly in, in modern-day technology. So you don't want to stick contact paper on the side of your new Grand Wagoneer? <laughs> I'm struggling, man. I'm struggling. But uh, honestly, the world out there has already photoshopped it and uh, getting a lot of requests for it. We left room, let's put it that way. We, we left the body side really clean and simple because we knew, you know, either the aftermarket or maybe ourselves will one day want to give it a shot. <laughs> Something that I've always, in your designs, Ralph, that uh, going back to the 300 as well, you said emotional. Uh, when I look at the 300, and and this is a, this is a compliment, this is by no means... That's the car that wouldn't die. We always, we'd always, for years, we'd hear like, last year, the 300. And then the sales, because it was just fun to drive. My favorite SRT was the 300. I had one of those in, uh, just for a week, and it was an absolute blast. And people are like, what is that? So when you talk about that emotional thing, that's something you've been designing from, from the beginning. Explain the emotional part of the Grand Wagoneer to me. What, what is it that's going to evoke? Is it memories, or is it something more when I look at it as a consumer? Wow, that's a good question. There's a, there's a few things. I, I think the front end is important, you know, that presence that it has. You know, it's one of the few SUVs out there that's going to have a, a forward-leaning uh, front grille like the original had. That part will be distinctive when you see it on, on the freeways, hopefully, one day. Uh, but I think the emotional part for me, if you look at it at 300, the design is actually very simple. It has good basic bones, you know. And a lot of people can see themselves in the car, and that's the idea of the Wagoneer. Whether, whether you're, a, you know, you want it 
a sled, you know, you want to kind of trick it out, you can do that, or you can have it be the country club car or, or the exploration machine. So we think that it's kind of a, an open canvas, so many, many consumers can see themselves. And I, you know, when we design cars, we try to leave a little room for interpretation, not overstyle it, you know, keep it simple and clean so it ages very well. And, uh, and hopefully response to a lot of people, kind of like a you know, Levi's look good on a lot of different people, right? <laughs> that's a great that's a great analogy, though. And, and I honestly thought that on um, This Is Us, they did a wonderful job of capturing the passion of the Grand Wagoneer. Jack didn't go there to buy one, but once his family saw it and he saw it, he could picture himself in it. He had to have it. Yeah, and that's what we're hoping, especially when people open the door. When they when they see the inside, you know, the concept has, has a lot of cool tricks that will hopefully make it to production. Um, but but that's the idea, you know, a lot of flexibility. And you know us, we're just getting started. The chapter of Wagoneer is just starting. We're going to have a lot of fun with this nameplate and all the different things that we could do with, with this do, idea. Do things like 3D printing now and um, the, the ability to, I would assume, turn things around quicker when you, when you decide to make a change, something to a prototype or whatever, is sometimes that a bad thing? Like you can almost rub the fur off a teddy bear? <laughs> I don't know. I have never heard that expression before in my life. But, um, we actually do use those technologies. In fact, we were able to try out so many different ideas on the interiors. All the little components you see in there were actually 3D printed before we you know, decide on what the final one would look like. Uh, the interiors today are so complex. I mean, they, they require precision. And honestly, we didn't really look at, no offense to my competitors, but we actually looked at the, the most expensive European, you know, like the Rolls Royces and the Bentleys and stuff like that. We looked at that for inspiration on the interior, right? So you'll see those kind of details, of the handling of the wood grain and the leathers and the stitching. All that came from a totally different uh, place. So we're, we're pretty excited to combine that with the American premium. You know, I love handcrafted American goods. Um, and there's something about that, you know, special leather ha- handbags and book bags and stuff like that. So it's cool. Try to get that, that feel combined in there. So. Did you um, did you use the inspiration, the design inspiration of the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile at all in the Grand Wagoneer? You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh my God! You mean the windows or the? Or the well, no, Brooke Stevens, the guy, the Grand Wagoneer oh, yeah. guy, designed the remodel of the Wienermobile. Oh, so I was uh, hoping you would infuse a little Wienermobile into the Grand Wagoneer. <laughs> Is that a stretch? That is a, the one. The one part they do share is Americana. You know, there's there may, may not be anything more American than the Wienermobile. Well, every time I talk with you, I always learn something, and you know your perspective. But also, I didn't know who Brooke Stevens was, and the more I started reading about it, you go down a rabbit hole. What an amazing designer this guy was. Yeah, I need to do my homework. I guess I I missed that one in design history class. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a Wienermobile class that didn't show up in abstract on Netflix. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I know the car very well, you know, and I, I love when I see once in a while you catch them on the road. They look so cool. But the Grand Wagoneer, though, uh, talking about Brooks redesign, that would have been what, 63 till what, 90? I mean, n- there's nothing, yep. nothing really changed. I mean, think about that. That's almost three decades, a car that was so powerful and so ingrained in our DNA that people didn't want to change it. Don't touch it. Just leave it alone. I mean, that's a hell of a compliment. And that's a high bar that's set for you. Yeah, it actually, it's very nerve-wracking. And the Wrangler is in that same vein, except the Wrangler has not really ever stopped, right? So the Wagoneer, it's exactly the point. And there's been a lot of great aftermarket companies keeping those 91s and even the older ones going. And people seek them out. People modernize and put modern-day powertrains in them and keep them rolling. Uh, but it comes with a lot of weight. You're right. You know, the name Wagoneer just promises all this Americana adventure and and. And it holds a place. We look at it as a flagship for, for the Jeep brand and even for the company. There's a lot of tech in this car that 
we haven't debuted anywhere yet. So it's going to be neat to see how it, and that's what it was back then. You know, the Wagoneer was the ultimate luxury machine for years. I mean, it had the highest income per capita, you know, people that bought it were the wealthiest people in the country. So, And it used to be like halo cars, Ralph, were always, you know, halo cars were always the high performance cars, but something like this for, for you guys, because of the technology and because of the high end materials and stuff that I, I almost label it a halo car in that way. Is, is that fair? No, absolutely. It really is it's a different type of halo car, but it's, uh, you know, people that buy these kind of things, they have a certain place in life. And honestly, we've looked at it. It doesn't really get affected by the economy. These are people that are living in a very unique stratosphere, but at the same time, it'll be accessible. It won't just be the, you know, that expensive. We're going to make versions of it that, that a lot of families can enjoy. Well, I was reading, though, I mean, even back in the day, I used in the day there, um, you know, that the, the, the Grand Wagoneer was always for people that aspired to it and that this was this was that next big step that was that was it was the status thing for a lot of people to have one exactly and they last a long time most yeah. of them are still on the road today they're really robust vehicles you know so they uh, they get handed down and, and people you know share them for years so are, like are you gonna years. are you gonna get milo to come in and and do the presentation for this the guy from this is us <laughs> you know what i can't wait to see how the jeep team enjoys this vehicle because the Everyone is excited about this, you know. Plus, it's going to, you know, create some jobs. We have some neat stuff going on at the Warren uh, facility, uh, building up new, a new, brand new plant, and all kinds of exciting stuff happening for the economy, local economy. So it's going to be great. Your head's on a swivel, isn't it? Twenty four seven. You're just looking. At, you seem like the. And I mean this in a good way. You seem like the kind of guy you're always absorbing what's around you and trying to see how you can apply it to what you do as the global head of design. Yeah, and, you know, it's true. And, and as designers, we're kind of anthropologists in a way. We study culture, try to anticipate. You know, we work four to five years ahead of the market. So we're always kind of paying attention to seeing if there's a trend coming or can we even create a trend? Can we out of the out of the blue sky just create something that people will follow and, and enjoy? So, yeah, it's, uh, it's I never heard it put that way, but yeah, I'm a bit hyper that way, always kind of looking out. And, you know, being inspired by other friends in the industry and other complementary industries too. do do you understand the scope of um abstract the art of design by the way we're talking with ralph Schill, the global head of design at fca abstract the art of design is on netflix the influence that you have on people from that did you understand getting into it what it was going to be because ralph i mean that's impacted a lot of people you've inspired a lot of people with that yeah you know i didn't i didn't really realize uh, how big it was going to be it's actually been all over the world i've had friends from uh, europe and china see it in australia uh, and it's really the whole reason I agreed to do it is just to hope to inspire anybody who wants to get in any kind of design field, not necessarily automotive, but just chase your dreams, you know, and there's this creative part of, of creating things that, that starts with art, you know, and that's why, why I think they did a nice job capturing that, you know, and then it's been, I think, two and a half years now and it's still getting uh, unique views. So uh, hats off to Netflix and, and Scott Dadich for coming up with the idea and, and uh, Chivar Selaski. <laughs> I can't say her last name very well, but she's an amazing producer. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Do you get a lot of, like you said, from around the world? Do you get do you get kids and stuff sending you stuff yeah. that want to talk to you about that? They want to get into design because of seeing you can do it. Absolutely, absolutely, exactly what you said. And and what's happened, which I didn't expect, teachers are sharing it in art class. You know, even general class, people are showing it to their students. They're having watch parties, <laughs> and I'm still having uh, cousins I've lost touch with. Go, I just saw the Netflix episode. <laughs> you know, so, so it's really cool to see that you know at least something, a bit of a marker, a part of my life has been at least marked uh, for future you know reference. So, uh, but you know, I, I hats off to anyone in this industry. You know, there's a lot about Detroit people don't realize how creative it is here. How much we call it a creative city because there's so much art and industrial design that happens in Detroit that people just don't under, realize across the world. So it's good that. Oh, that series helped that. 
And yours is 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 an amazing story. It's you know obviously not from Detroit, but you 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 have that mindset. Something about Detroiters that when we put our mind on something, we're going to do it, good or bad, right? Like the guy that climbed on the top of the Ambassador Bridge, we're going to go up there and take a picture because, damn it, I want to. And and that yeah. sort of motivation through there, I, I would encourage anyone to watch this because if you're whatever your profession is, my dad told me a long time ago, Ralph, whatever you do for a living, you better enjoy it because you're going to spend a lot of time doing it. <laughs> That's true. That's why I, I my job is a hobby. I pinch myself every morning driving into work, especially now we're starting to get back to work, so it's great. So, have you uh, talked to Hennessy about the uh, Hell Hellcat Grand Wagoneer yet? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know uh, people know it'll fit, you know a lot of different powertrains will fit in that engine bay. So, we'll, you know, hey, bless them. <laughs> it's so much fun right now for you guys, man, and and everything that's going on there. Um, so, what's the next car that we're going to hear from? Let's see. I just try to get you to blurt that out. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of news for Jeep coming yet, so let's put it that way. The Jeep brand is, is our most global brand. It's it's doing really really well. Uh, you know, Grand Cherokee is still number one in the segment, uh, so it's 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 time to do something with that. So uh, stay tuned. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. It's not an FCA brand. I may get yelled at by Diana, but I'm going to ask you anyway. <laughs> did you th- what did you think of the 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 Proto Z that Nissan unveiled yesterday? I just saw it, the little yellow job. It's neat. It's cleaner. It's a bit longer than I thought it would be. You know, right. it's, uh, it's kind of a different proportion. Um, but you know what? They always change it up. I'll give them a lot of credit. Every Z is very different from one before. They don't try to kind of evolve it. They try to revolve, you know, ev- truly uh, put it up on its head. Uh, so we'll see. I, I tend to wait till I see a car in, in, in real life before I make a, a judgment on it. But it's daring. I'll give them that. You know, it's clean. It's actually a, a It's nice, design. yeah. And they put a cheese grater on the front of it. That's a good look. <laughs> anyway, that's just me being a grumpy old guy there. Sorry about that. Um, congratulations on everything. Uh, by the way, I did have a chance to spend a week drive. I wanted to mention this, the uh, the wide body. I haven't had it. It's the first time I've driven one, and I apologize for not getting into one sooner. What a change. And it's people are like, it's not that different. Yeah, it is. That car, it, is. <laughs> it, it feels so planted. Whatever you guys did, just with that touch. And everyone's like, it's not a big deal. It is a huge deal, and it was even more fun to drive, which I didn't think was possible. Compliments to everybody there. Yeah, it's a different car. It's a brand-new car with that setup. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. You know, hats off to the team. There's a great bunch of, of engineers that work at FCA, as you know, that uh, they do it because they love it, so it's great. Okay, getting back to the Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer. Wagoneer, we can expect uh, next year. Is that fair? What, Q3? When, when are we looking at? Yeah, we're talking about uh, sometime in Q2 next year. So. Okay, and then Grand Wagoneer 2022, but that is that all up in the air? Is that all floating right now, or, or are you locked into trying uh, to get it done in 2022? I, I can't talk about that, but we are we are cooking. We're, we're having a lot. We're very busy. It's Come on, Ralph, tell me. Nobody's listening. Come on, man. Just <laughs> me, me and you in the me and you you know, in the I would end. say to your, your listeners, you're going to see a lot of uh, these prototypes running around the city. I love it. You know, that's one of the things I like about Detroit. You see those cars with the swirlies and covers all over them. So, all right, uh, I, just like, I got a question because I've admitted this on the air a couple times, Ralph. I have followed yeah. a mule and driven way, and I live in Waterford. I've driven up 75. I've driven all the way to, to Grand Blank, following a car, trying to figure out what it is. As the global head of design, do you do catch yourself doing that every once in a while? All of the time, but you, so you're that creepy guy that does that. Too, Not a creepy guy. I'm a car guy, that. Ralph. Come on, <laughs> guys hanging out the window with cell phones. To sure. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I notice it. Although you know, when I see a, a Ford or a GM or even Toyota does some testing here too. I see those and I, and I follow them and try to figure out what it is. Absolutely kidding, of course. Yeah. yeah, here at the radio station, they test key fobs. So sometimes I'll like I'll run outside and I'll sit press against the fence like a six year old trying to get Barry Bonds autograph or something. Like, can I take pictures of your car? And they're like, boom, they're gone. So yeah, all right. Well, now that you labeled me a stalker, thanks, Ralph. 
I too are one. So. <laughs> All right. Well, you keep doing what you're doing, man. And there's so much. There's so many good things going on here. And um, so now with FCA, are you guys? Are you now? Are, have you done any F1 stuff? Or because of COVID, you didn't get a chance to get over there and see some of the races? No, I did not. My my guys at uh, Alfa Romeo are, are still participating and and actually doing well. They're, they've been finishing mid pack and and getting better and better. So yeah, I, I pay attention to. It. I love F one. Always have. I want you to get Kimi Räikkönen to do your voicemail. Hello, this is Kimi Räikkönen. <laughs> you read the voicemail, Ralph. Leave a message. I don't care. Yeah. Leave he's, me alone. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> is he? Not, have you met him? Yes, I have. Oh. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's actually a jokester, man. I, I met him at Geneva. We chatted for a little bit. He's, uh, you know, he's kind of one way a little bit for the camera, but in person, he's, uh, he's a little more chill. When he was talking yeah. to his race engineers during the race, and they're like, "You get a five second penalty." He's like, "For what? What? <laughs> you saw that last week? Yeah. What did I do? What did I do? What did tell me? For what? What did I do?" He's cool, man. I didn't know you were an F1 fan. Well. I am a yeah. huge F1 fan. I'm the nerd that gets up at five o'clock in the morning on Sunday. I watch them all, dude. I watch me them too. all and talk about them and. Yeah, Did I, you believe the carnage last weekend? Holy moly. Oh, the Mugello parking lot? Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. You, well, here's a, then here's an F1 question for you then as a designer. Mm-hmm. Can you come back from all this arrow that they've got, this downforce they've created in these cars? You can't regulate it out of the sport. As a designer, you're going to figure out a way to bring it back, can you? I mean, unless they're dri- you're going to put them in a square and have them drive that. How do you do no, that? I think it's a, and, you know, the arrow started trying to slow the cars down. You know, they were trying to slow them down, make them wider, and they keep going faster and faster regardless. So, you know, it's an amazing uh, – every time I see an F1 car in person, I just study all those little flicks and arrow tricks. It's amazing. I mean, everything – then they have a wreck and they lose half the body work and they're still going fast. So some of it you wonder. Right, <laughs> right. Well, all they have to do is like – what are they going to do? Like tell Mercedes you can't work on your car for a year and that doesn't work yeah, because yeah. then the Mercedes car from last year <clears> – <throat> Is in in with Racing Point is up front. Yeah, but it's true science. It's just like you know fighter jets, F ones, cars are the, uh, the the epitome of technology. Have you had time with Lewis Hamilton? No, uh, I hope to meet him one day. He's a, he's an amazing, a very inspirational young man. You know, very obviously very uh, socially aware and all that stuff. So it's pretty neat to see him yeah. doing so well. Yeah, I, I, people need to cut him a break because a lot of people say, "Well, he's in the best car," but come on, you don't. You know, what he does in the rain, he does. Uh, Consistently tells me he's a he's a one hell of a driver. You mean when he was playing with with Botas just for a little bit, yeah. like let him? It's like dad playing basketball. Like no, no, you got me. You're up four to three. You're going to beat me this time. To buy, yeah. You you not everyone can do what that man does in a car and his appreciation for the sport. Yeah. Um, one of the greatest videos, and I'm totally going down a rabbit hole, and I'll stop after this. When they put him in the McLaren that Senna drove, when the guys at Top Gear arranged that, have you ever seen that video? Yes, he was really emotional. <laughs> That's goosebumps to me. That is, that is, Ayrton Senna is my favorite athlete of all time. I have Senna hats in my in my man cave. I watch Senna repeatedly. Um, yeah. And to see that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Probably my favorite documentary was the Senna documentary. You saw Netflix, since we mentioned Netflix, they are doing a series about him now, another one. Oh, great. Yeah. So we get the Senna version of a Grand Wagoneer? See, I brought it all back around, Ralph. <laughs> brought it all back around. <laughs> You are a radio man. <laughs> <laughs> with with wood paneling and a scoop on the front of it. It'll look great. Yeah. Okay. Ralph, right. you're the man, the head of, uh, global head of design for FCA. It's always fun talking to you. I learned something new, and you learned two sayings that are completely irrelevant that I gave to you this time. So you can take that with you. I know who did uh, Oscar Mayer with Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm the only guy who's going to talk right. about the Grand Wagoneer who's going to bring up the Wienermobile and taking the fur off a teddy bear. Okay? <laughs> All right. 
So suck it, Matt Farah, and all you all you smoking tire guys. Okay. Ralph, be well. All the best to you and your wife and your lovely family, man. And um, let her beat you on the track every once in a while, because it looks like she's a better okay. driver than you are right now. Yeah, she's amazing. Man, <laughs> all right. Well, you're so cool. Off to everyone. And if there's any FCA employees uh, listening, uh, thanks to you guys. Thank you. That's a, Seriously, though, if you want to see some more, everybody, it, it's such a crazy time, and you guys are so disjointed. Maybe you don't get to talk to the people. What would you say to the men and women behind this project? Thank you. I mean, no one, uh, they have not, they've found the most creative ways to keep developing this vehicle in the middle of all this time. I mean, taking cars home at night, doing stuff, a real special handoff of cars, sanitizing cars for each other. I mean, just an amazing amount of teamwork. Uh, and we haven't missed a beat. You know, the program has stayed on time regardless of all these, uh, these delays and everything. So you're the master. Really cool. We got some great all men right. and women that work here in the Motor City. We'll talk soon, Ralph. Be well. Take care. All, all the right. best. There he goes. Thanks, Ralph Jill, the global head of design. At FCA. What a great guy. Seriously, if you haven't watched Abstract, The Art of Design on Netflix, this is episode five. It's really cool. It's a really cool thing. My son and I didn't even know Ralph was on there. We were watching it because the guy who designed Air Jordans was one of them. And then all of a sudden, Ralph comes on there. And yeah, great guy. The Grand Wagoneer, by the way, we've got, uh, if you haven't seen the photos of it, it's beautiful. A lot of glass. It's like like Ralph mentioned there. So, all right. Hey, thank you. Thank you for being part of this with us. Big Jim's Garage here. I'm working on some new things here. I drove a C8 Corvette, and I'm 6'5", and I weigh well over 300 pounds. I'm a big guy. And I started realizing the only way I could drive a C8 Corvette is if I popped the, the roof off so I could stick my head out, much like a giraffe. So we're working on a, po- a video series we're going to call uh, Big Guys Buy Cars. For big guys over 6'4", there's a lot of us. So that's that's kind of the perspective we're going to work on. You can always hit me up on Twitter, at WCSXGym. Of course, as Ralph mentioned, you know, uh, this this podcast based here in the Motor City. We'll keep you in the loop on that. A lot of great stuff going on, too, man. So much. The design stuff. Think about it. You got the Bronco back. You got the Grand Wagoneer back. You got Z's back coming back. I mean, I don't know what's next. Ooh, the, the Gremlin. Someone should do a version of the Gremlin. I know, went too far. Anyway, thanks everybody at B-Pod Studios for making this possible. Make sure you subscribe as well. Follow along. Be well. Have a great day. You earned it. Bye.